The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest, Mikio Kumada, financial economist at LGT Capital Partners. So, Mikio, as usual, great to have you on the program, so don't disappoint. Um, We're hearing more and more now, I think, from smart money people, no shock and awe from Powell. Um, Yes, the consensus has been that he will be hawkish, but no shock and awe. So I'm wondering whether that means that the actual pain trade here will be down if he surprises was us with a little bit more hawkishness than perhaps we thought. Yeah, I think the risk is there for a bit, uh, you know, for a surprise on the hawkish side. Um, yeah, well, you, you know, you, we've been talking for a while. In the old days, I used to talk a lot about nominal GDP, and I'm going to do that again. Um, if you look at nominal aggregates and the, the nominal, the best nominal handle on GDP when you don't have the uh, real-life data is retail sales. And there you can see a huge gap between nominal retail sales, which are, you know, a 45 degree line uh, pointing towards the sky, whereas the real number is actually coming down. But uh, that gap, of course, between the nominal growth, which is very high uh, still, uh, and the declining real volume is what you see in inflation, right? So that's why we have excessive inflation. But the point I want to make is that if you even look at the real number, Uh, it's still above trend. So nominal demand in the U.S. is just still excessive, certainly relative to supply, but also relative to its own trend. And that means the Fed will have to tighten if it wants to reduce inflation because inflation is not due to Putin or energy crisis. It's always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. So, yeah, the the risk is there that we will get a hawkish surprise, maybe not a Jackson Hole because that's kind of priced in, but, you know, over the next few weeks or months. Is it warranted, Mikio? Uh, the hawkishness. Hawkishness and indeed... Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, and the worries. Yeah, absolutely, because, uh, again, I'm going to go back to my favorite topic of nominal GDP growth. Uh, for years, I have been a, an easy money person because nominal GDP growth was low, and now we have nominal GDP growth of 8%, 9%. Um, that's excessive, so you need to tighten until you get down to 4 or 5%, which is potential over the normal. Give us a sense of what you really believe is going to happen looking ahead here. Uh, you know, we do have, of course, huge risk. China, for instance, so they continue zero COVID lockdowns. On top of that, of course, got geopolitics. But what does this all mean for, let's say, the dollar and also the different equity classes around the world? Well, that's a very broad question, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to you with a broad answer. I mean, uh, let's focus on, on the U.S. first. My, my point about this whole nominal GDP talk earlier is that at the end of the day, we're going to be fine in the U.S., um, and that's also why we're always that market relative to the others. Um, as we have, I mean, right now, I checked the actual number, actually. It's 9.3% nominal GDP growth. 
if you look at revenue growth in the S&P is something like 14%. Uh, if you go down to the smaller and mid-sized cap, it, uh, mid caps and small caps, it goes up to 20, uh, 25%. Uh, on aggregate for the for the overall uh, indices. Now, you know, with these numbers, it's very hard to imagine anything that you could classify as an earnings recession, um, even as nominal GDP growth slows down at the, as the Fed keeps tightening to bring uh, to bring the inflation part of the nominal GDP down. Um, and so I think, you know, a year from now, we're going to have full four and a half percent nominal GDP growth, which is going to be just fine. Now, that composition may be tricky um, mm. because it may be 3% inflation or 3.5% inflation and just half a percentage uh, point of growth, of real growth output Right, but, it, but, but, it's, but it's not recession is what you're saying. No, it's it's, it's you know, not you're getting through. You're getting through. And if you, keep, if you keep that income growth at 4, 4.5% steady for a while, the rest yeah. is going to sort itself out and the yeah, economy and people, is going to balance itself. If people are employed, uh, you know, they're, they may trim spending, but they won't stop spending. Uh, listen, I wanted to ask you about um, Joseph Stiglitz's comment. Uh, we don't have all that much time, but he's basically saying that if you, if you raise rates too much, you may actually worsen inflation. What he's saying, the reason about that is, is because of the supply chain bottlenecks. And he said what you need now is investment in fixing those bottlenecks, but higher interest rates makes it more difficult to make those investments. Any resonance with you, Mikhail? I think that's micromanaging, uh, trying to micromanage the structural mm. side of the economy uh, a bit mm. too much. Uh, I mean, in theory, yes, but, you know, these things take time. So I think it's much more wiser uh, to look at aggregate uh, nominal income growth uh, and let the economy sort itself out and bring that down to an average normal number, reasonable number, uh, and then the economy will sort itself out over the course of, you know, a year or two as people figure out what to do in that kind of stable environment. Remember, we just distributed too much money, uh, mm. which is nominal income during the pandemic, and that's the price we're paying now. Um, but um, you know, overall, I think, even though a lot of people criticize the Fed, it's it's actually doing a pretty decent job, because uh, you, you could argue that they were a bit late in, in tightening, but uh, you know, again, two, three years from now, it's gonna look, uh, it's gonna look like a blip. Mikio, okay, this, the U.S. is one thing, but Europe, I mean, how does this figure in uh, your uh, investment horizon? And again, I'm using broad brushstrokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, how yeah. does this all play out there? I mean, they've got this geopolitical overlay with energy in particular and inflation, which is pretty rampant. How do yes. you look at it? Yeah, so, you know, you, these are the shoes that are out there and liable to drop. Um, uh, Europe is a problem and also China is a problem uh, in economic terms and, you know, that's these days also mixed up with uh, geopolitics. So, you know, mentioning inflation, I mean, we do talk a lot about the U.S. inflation, but um, uh, in the U.S. it's a monetary phenomenon, demand and supply uh, mismatches, too much demand, too little supply. Uh, in Europe, it's a different story because it's energy. If you look at the composition of the inflation, of the current headline inflation, in the U.S., about a third is food and energy driven, uh, and that's also coming down, whereas in Europe, it's two-thirds. Um, so there you see the price for not boosting, not not what they did during COVID, but what they did over the past 20 years, which is... Mikio, 
Nikit, that's all we've got time for. Always a pleasure talking to you. Amika Kamada with his analysis of uh, Jackson Hole and Beyond, financial economist at LGT Capital Partners. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.